Hello again out there in Birdland. It's uh, Anson Tebbets along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. Your weekend edition of For the Birds. Um, we're creeping right into May, one of the best months going there. I think it's my favorite month. That or uh, parts of September are pretty cool too, but uh, I think May does it for me. Yeah, all that green coming out, flowers blooming, birds singing, of course. So, yeah, I, and, you know, it can get buggy, but uh, that's okay. It's a small price to pay for all that life that's just blooming out there. Yeah, and um, more of us are getting out and about and seeing uh, more birds. And um, you've been seeing um, uh, tree swallows, huh? Yeah, lots of different swallows, mostly tree swallows, but uh, a smattering of others. And, uh, and, you know, the thing I love about this time of year is during migration, you can see large numbers of birds. Uh, I'm thinking about swallows at Berlin Pond. So they nest here at the Nature Center. I may see two or four or six, but uh, on a rainy day or overcast day, it's lightly misting. If you go to a pond, um, you know, small or large, I, I, I love going to Berlin Pond, you can see hundreds and hundreds of swallows skimming over the, the water, um, eating who knows what, but it's really fun to see all those, uh, all those swallows out there just flying like mad over the surface of the water. And we can hear them here just for a moment, uh, chattering away, and it, I, I love the sound of uh, tree swallows. Just a cool, cool sound of, um, and they're an elegant bird, though. Very, very stylish. They are. They're very dapper. Yeah, that song is very liquidy I, I, in my mind. It's very these liquid gargles. Um, interesting, beautiful sound. And yeah, and a very elegant bird. Um, the adults are kind of greenish blue, depending on the light, um, and very clean white underparts. Uh, including the throat, which uh, there's some other species that look somewhat similar that have dusky throats like the rough-winged swallow, but very clean underparts, amazing flyers like all the other swallows, and uh, probably our most common nesting swallow in Vermont. And as I mentioned right now, you know, there's hundreds of them, um, especially on those you know, moist days uh, feeding over the ponds in Vermont. And they're they're cavity nesters, right? So the tree swallow will either either through a you know an old an old log or or maybe some a, a nesting box. Yeah, they um, they uh, take readily to nest boxes. Um, you know, the, the same type you would put out for a bluebird, um, and they do nest. Yeah, natural cavities. I've seen it only a few times, but if they find a, a, a snag. Uh, you know, dead standing tree with a, a cavity. They can't excavate cavities themselves with that tiny little beak they have, so they rely on woodpecker holes or woodpecker cavities. Um, and so they they will nest in those natural situations as as well. But I think probably ninety nine percent of the nests I have ever seen have been in, in uh, human made nest boxes. Yeah, and listening to them is sort of that chirp and a whine, and it's kind of sort of a gurgly sound to it. You know, kind of cool. Yeah, cool birds. I love how the color seems to change, too, with the light and the angle. 
it's not quite iridescent, but it's it's you know it's it's got this. Some nights it looks green, other angles it looks kind of bluish. Hmm. And they'll compete. Uh, sometimes they'll. Um, you think you've got a bluebird, but it turns out it's uh, a tree swallow uses the box. Yeah. Yep. Or house sparrows as well. Yeah, that's um, uh, you know a good point too. Like when you're putting up a um, some nest boxes, it's often recommended that you put up, up a pair close to each other. Um, often with the entrance holes facing away from each other is a little bit more preferable. But the idea being that you know two tree swallow pairs will nest very closely to each other, but two bluebird pairs won't. So you often get like a bluebird nesting in one box and repair tree swallows nesting in the other box well they're both wonderful uh, uh spring birds and uh and special in their own way the uh the tree swallow always um you know swooping in uh very active i uh, hit the right you mentioned hitting the light just right on their backs very iridescent uh, and uh, uh just a cool bird yeah i've been wondering uh you know it's been pretty wet this latter half of the spring and I wonder how they find food. And when I've seen these hundreds of swallows just over the surface of the water, what are they finding to eat? I should really wonder. There must be enough food out there for them uh, because there's hundreds of birds all swarming around the same pond. But uh, whatever they're eating, I can't see it. Yeah, and we haven't had that big hatch yet. It hasn't been that, that warm over the last couple of weeks to, you know, when the, the trees really burst open and so forth. But kind of cool oh my gosh look at the time it's halfway through the show quick reminder those friday morning bird walks continue uh, with the nature center you're not always at the nature center but um check your website right friday mornings yeah um look at northbranchnaturecenter.org for the the location of those friday morning bird walks they do bounce around um yeah, Hubbard Park, Sodom Pond here at the Nature Center. I think we have one scheduled for Berlin Pond, actually, as well. So, um, yeah, check out the website. And also of, of interest uh, for birders out there might be um, a uh, BioU, Biodiversity University, um, two-day course on slow birding here at the Nature Center with Bridget Butler, the bird diva. So folks out there probably know, know Bridget. Um, awesome birder, knows so much about birds and bird song. And um, she's put together a course, a short course called Slow Birding, that's really designed to get people to slow down a bit and focus less on, less on the list and more on the birds themselves and what they're doing and really get to know, uh, get to know the birds in a real, in a deeper way. So um, that's here at the Nature Center the last weekend of May. You'll also find that on our website. It's a two-day course with Bridget Butler, and uh, all the details are on the website, but folks should check it out. It's going to be awesome. Good stuff. We've been talking about uh, swallows. We talked about the tree swallow, the one that's very active this time of year. Also, we have uh, barn swallows. Probably not seeing as many barn swallows as we used to. We've got, what, cliff swallows? What other swallows do we have in Vermont? Yeah, barn, bank, cliff, uh, rough wing swallow. Yeah, there's. You know, I've been seeing a fair number of, of barn swallows, but yeah, not as common as they used to be. And they're another. I guess all the swallows are elegant, aren't they? But out of barn swallows with that long forked tail are especially elegant. Um, yeah, dark blue on the top, cinnamon colored underparts, and that long tail, at least on the males. 
which has some white in it too when they spread it. Um, they're definitely out now. Um, often seeing them flying with the tree swallows over Berlin Pond. And one of the swallows I really like, uh, even though it's probably the drabest one, is the northern rough-winged swallow. Uh, they're pretty much just a brown swallow with um, creamy underparts and this beige brownish throat. I don't know why. I just really attracted to them. They're really gorgeous swallows, even though the plumage is, is you know, on the on the more somber side. But they um, they're often with the same flocks of tree swallows and barn swallows, and they make a, a funny little um, burry call when they fly. Um, so it's a good it's a good song or call to learn because these swallows are all flying around very fast, zigzagging everywhere. There's multiple birds all flying in different directions. So sometimes uh, knowing um, the call can help you pick out some of the less common swallows in that swallow flock. Good stuff, the swallows. I always used to, we don't have as many barn swallows as we used to. We used to have barn cats too. So with the barn cats and the barn swallows used to have little games with each other because the barn swallow would be looking for the duck feather that was in the driveway and the uh, cat would be in the driveway and then the barn swallow would swoop down trying to grab the uh, feather for the nest and there'd be this little batting going back and forth of the barn cat trying to capture the barn swallow it was kind of a little (laughs) kind of a little game they would play um uh, good thing they're agile flyers oh yeah well that's the thing about swallows they're incredibly a great uh, you know they can be two inches off the ground and the next minute they're uh you know 50 feet in the air i've also seen photos of them flying through narrow doorway so imagine two barn doors they're not quite closed all the way so there's a narrow passageway <laughs> and they can zip through that narrow passageway at full speed yeah they, they uh they're like the uh f-16s of the uh bird world for sure oh gosh look at the time um we have run out of time for this weekend in may uh been talking swallows we'll have more bird chatter next week uh at the same time until then i'm anson tevitz i'm chip darmstadt or the birds